Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Listen, heavens, as I will speak, this is the opening words of the song which Moses sings to the Jewish people on the day of his passing. It's a very powerful song, a poetic song, a song which discusses God's kindness to the Jewish people. However, in the middle of that song, it gets a little bitter. It talks about the prediction that the Jewish people will eventually turn away from God. And it goes through a sad story of Jewish history. Ultimately, the song ends off on a positive note, predicting that ultimately everything will work out at the end. What's so interesting about this song is that this song was actually sung quite often in the Holy Temple. Every day when the Levites would sing songs to God, they would make sure that every Shabbat they would sing this song of Azinu. Interestingly, our sages tell us that they would sing one section per week and every six weeks they would complete this entire beautiful song. But I struggle with this a little bit. Isn't this song a little bit sad? I understand the first two, three sections are positive, but once you go on, the further sections are quite bitter. It talks about the tragedies that will befall the Jewish people. How could a person feel uplifted when the Levites are singing such songs? The answer is so deep, so profound, and so relevant. You see, when the Levites sang the bitter parts of that song, they were teaching us in our own lives how to overcome the tragic experiences that we go through. The Levites were teaching us to be patient, allow the song of life to unfold. We shouldn't expect to wake up each and every day of our lives and hear happy tunes. There's going to be days that we're going to hear no song, and some days we're going to hear lamentations and bitter, sad wailing. We need to realize that even in the darkest of times, even when the song is bitter, If we persist, if we hold on tight, we will come to the end of the song, which is joyous and happy. It's very difficult to be happy when things are going well because we're always worried about what the future is going to bring. We can't fully celebrate our relationships because we're deep down worried that it might end. The truth is, my friends, that only when we are willing to embrace the difficult moments, only when a relationship survives deep challenges, Only then can we truly feel complete and feel whole. And this is the message that I want to share with you this week as we reflect upon the song of Azinu, the final song that Moses sings with the Jewish people before their passing. As we wrap up Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we are now entering the days of joy of Sukkot at Simchas Torah. In the beginning of the month, it's all a time of reflection and somewhat bitterness and pain. We think about our sins, we think about the past, but then we march into the joyous part of the song, Sukkot and Simchas Torah, when we remind ourselves that no matter how much pain we experienced, no matter how far we may have gone, He is waiting for us to embrace us. So my friends, no matter what life brings you, remember always we are in the middle of the song. If we keep singing, keep playing the notes, we will discover the music. We will discover that truthfully there was music all along and now open up your hearts for this week's story i'm going to do something different this week before i share with you the actual story of the week i want to give you an introduction to the story and this is about a man a giant of a man who everybody has heard of ellie weisel ellie weisel was a very respected figure in Jewish leadership in the century, and also well-known as a very prominent Holocaust survivor. Elie Wiesel had a very close relationship with the Rebbe. 
And he writes in his books about different encounters he had with the Lubavitcher Rebbe. But I want to focus on one winter night. In his book, The Gates of the Forest, he talks about that evening when he stood in the Rebbe's room, pouring out his heart. How can you believe in God after Auschwitz? Really vulnerable, real conversation with the Rebbe. And he talks about the conversation the Rebbe had with him. But I want to invite you to zoom in with me for one moment in that conversation, which Elie Wiesel was a pivotal point that transformed his life. And that was when the Rebbe asked him, what do you expect of me? What can I do for you? He said nothing. Absolutely nothing. But the Rebbe was patient. And by the time the visit was getting towards its end, Elie Wiesel looked at the Rebbe and said, you know, Rebbe, there's something you can do for me. And the Rebbe said, what is that? Tell me. He looked at the Rebbe and he said, teach me how to cry. Elie Wiesel writes in his earlier books how unfortunately when he saw his own father being killed in front of his own eyes, he was unable to cry ever again. He lost the ability to feel emotion. He traumatized his capacity for tears. So he looks at the Rebbe and he says, Rebbe, make me able to cry. And at that moment, the Rebbe looks at him. And what did the Rebbe say? The Rebbe shook his head. And the Rebbe said, Eli, I will teach you how to sing. My friends, this is the powerful message of Azinu. No matter what life brings us, we remember that we're always have the capacity to sing. If we hold on tight, we can find the joyous notes that are hidden, embedded within the greatest difficulties. And now, the story of the week. Many of you may have heard of the Holy Rebbe of Majich, Rabbi Sha'ul Yedidya Elazar. He had Hasidim and followers in major towns and cities all across Poland. He was known as the Majish Rebbe. This great Rebbe was known far and wide, but one of his students was exceptionally known. And this was Rabbi Zviel David Fastag. Rabbi Zviel was known for his exceptional voice. Many people came to the show to hear where he would pray, to hear his uplifting, clear and moving voice. He lived simply, he was a simple man, but his true happiness came from the world of Hasidic music. And he would send over many of his tunes to his Rebbe, the Majusha Rebbe, who appreciated them immensely. Now my friends, join me during those very difficult times when dark clouds began to cover the skies of Europe. Only a few managed to escape the clutches of the Nazi occupation. And one of them was the Majusha Rebbe, Rabbi Shal Yedidya Elazar, who tremendously managed to make it all the way to America in 1940. But in the meantime, in Poland, tens of thousands of Jews were being shipped off daily to their death in cattle cars, part of this railway system that the Nazis have set up. I want you to join me as we enter a crowded car. We hear the sound of people gasping, sighing, weeping and dying, cries of children crushed together. But then in one of those cars, headed towards the infamous death camp of Treblinka, shockingly, we could hear the sound of singing. There in that corner was an elderly Jew wrapped up in his ragged clothing. His face was white as snow. And this man, this Majusha Chassid, Rabbi Zriel David Fastig, was not paying attention to anything that's going on around him. In his mind, he was standing at the synagogue on Yom Kippur and is leading the services before everyone. And then before his eyes, he sees the words, Ani ma'amin ha-Mashiach. I believe with perfect faith in the coming of Mashiach. He closed his eyes. He meditated on these words and he thought to himself, just now, 
when everything seemed lost, is the Jew's faith being put to the test. And he began to hum a quiet tune to these words. And there, my dear friends, amidst the death and the despair on the train to Treblinka, this chassid was transformed into a pillar of song, bringing out of his bloodied lungs the song of the promise of the Jewish people. He was unaware in that moment of the silence in the cattle cars and the hundreds of ears that were listening attentively in amazement. He even didn't hear the voices of the people that were gradually joining in his song. But then that song began to become louder and louder. The song spread from car to car. Every mouth that could still draw a breath joined in with the Israel David's Ani Mamin. And then in that moment, as if waking from a dream of Israel, David opened his eyes. His eyes were red from crying. His cheeks were wet with tears. And in a choked voice, he cried out, I will give half of my portion in the world to come to anyone who could take my song to the Majid Sarebbe, who is now so far away in America, in the land of the free. There was a silence upon the train. Two young men pushed their way through, and they promised to bring the song to the Rebbe at any cost. One of them climbed upon the other. They found a small crack on the roof of the train, and they climbed out of a hole to escape. What do you hear? What do you see? The friends cried out as they were climbing out. The young man looks down to the crammed fellow Jews in the car, and he says, I see the blue heavens above us, and I hear the angels on high singing, Ani Mamin. They said goodbye to their brothers and sisters on the train, and these two young men jumped off one after another. One was killed instantly from the fall. The other survived, taking that song with him. He eventually made his way to the land of Israel, and the notes of this song were sent by mail to Rab Shaul Yedidya in New York, the Majashet Rebbe. And when he received these notes and they sang the song, Ani Mamin, Ani Mamin, the Majashet Rebbe looked at the Chassidim who were there and he said, I want you to know that when those Jews crushed in those cattle cars, sang this song, Ani Mamin, on that death train, the pillars of the world were shaking. The God then said clearly to all angels present that whenever the Jews will sing Ani Mamin, I will remember these six million victims and have mercy on the rest of my people. And it is told that on that first Yom Kippur that the Majachir Rebbe sang the song of Ani Mamin, there were thousands of Jews in the soul and the entire congregation burst into tears which felt like water in a pool of tears and blood of the Jewish people. And the Rebbe then said that with this niggin, with this song, the Jewish people went to the gas chambers. And with this song, the Jews will march to greet Mashiach. My friends, remember, Ha'azinu teaches us that no matter what life brings us, we're always in the middle of a song. If we keep singing and keep playing those notes, we'll discover the music and hear the blessings that are just around the corner.